Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's good, everybody, and welcome to the Believe in Celtics podcast. I'm your host, Warren Shaw, your new host. Jumping in here now for Dana Barrows and Gary Washburn. Shouts to them for holding it down over the last season. You could formally find me over at Believe in Heat, but I'm here now, probably where I should have been all along here on Believe in Celtics. Really, really excited to be here now taking over this show. And I'm going to bring the same energy that I had over at Believe in Heat, bring in a lot of great guests, people who follow this team, who believe in this team, and really do bleed green for these Boston Celtics. Now, I wouldn't be doing justice if I didn't tell you all to make sure you're following and tapping into everything on the Believe Network. All the great content that comes out on this network on a regular basis, sports, culture, music, the whole nine. Uh, Make sure, again, you're following everything over at Believe. And now you know how we do. we got to pay a couple bills before we tap in to the rest of this show. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo, Believe50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let me be honest with you. I was not prepared to do this show, but news broke out today with Jalen Brown, and I had to go ahead and jump in here and make the debut episode. So this isn't the normal format. Maybe not all the bells and whistles that would ordinarily be on in production are going to be here on this show. But I just needed to make sure we got something out here because our Boston Celtics are definitely in the news with a lot of great conversation and some controversy surrounding Jalen Brown. So on the other side of this, I have an amazing guest who I can't wait for you to have hear his thoughts and tap in with him. Can't wait to hear what everybody has to say about this episode after it's concluded. But stay tuned to the next segment as we're going to be talking about Jalen Brown and a potential move to the Brooklyn Nets. And on this week's segment of Belief in Celtics and the Geno segment, as I'm going to call it, I got a good friend of mine now. He rocks with me over on the 19 Media Network. He is a Twitter sensation, social media star. That's what I like to call him. He's out there. He gets the people going. It's my guy, James Hollis, a.k.a. Snotty Drippin'. James, what's poppin', family? What's up, man? I don't know who the sensation you're talking about is, but I'm, I'm going to fill in for a couple minutes then and talk because I'm not no damn sensation. I'm washed up in the Twitter game. <laughs> I'm over the hill. It's crazy. Well, can appreciate your humbleness, you know, in, in in this regard, but a lot to get to, get to when it comes to these Boston Celtics. So you and I share some Celtics fandom here. So definitely wanted to bring you on here and to have this conversation. And Jalen Brown in the news, Woj reports it kind of in the middle of the night. Shams reports it in the wee hours or the beginning of the morning. I think as some of us are waking up on the East Coast. Different reporting styles, I think, by both of them. Um, But what were your first thoughts when you saw that Jalen Brown was in the news as a potential trade chip for Kevin Durant? Uh, My thoughts were not again. Like, I know he gets tired of hearing his name. Um, I know as a fan of his, I'm a big fan of his. I, I I love the draft pick, and he's only grown since then. He proved a lot of people wrong. Um, I love his heart. I love his energy. So after I hear this, it, it just makes me a little bit sad, man, because you know what I'm saying? I know there's a core fan base that really embraces him. 
I know other teams, uh, other teams cherish him and like covet him. Other teams, oh, I wish we could have a Jalen Brown. So the fact that he gets bandied around and trade talk, you know, especially after signing that contract and doing what he's done, it kind of sucks. So I, I feel kind of bad for the kid. Yeah, uh, 100%. You know, I mean, I think we can even fast forward a little bit too. So midway through the day, I think he tweets out SMH, you know, shaking my head and kind of like, damn, you know, not again. What more does he have to do to, you know, prove his, not necessarily even prove himself, so to speak, but understand, hey, yo, we was two games away from winning the chip. Why would you kind of throw that away? Um, the trade packages that are out there, or maybe maybe we should even back up a little bit right now. So if you're Brad Stevens, James, like is this a is this a move you're even entertaining? Let alone so, like your personal feelings for him. Yeah, Brad Stevens has to entertain it. That's his job, right? Anything to make this team uh better to the point that they give them a better chance to win a championship. And we all know who Kevin Durant is. So Brad Stevens has to entertain it. The fact that they do it so uh, publicly and it gets leaked, I'm pretty sure that's from the next the net side of things, right? Trying to like boost the uh, boost uh, the Kevin Durant trade value a little bit, you know, show the rest of the league, well, this is out there, and we turned this down. So uh, that sucks. Um, but yeah, Brad Stevens has to entertain it. Um, now, if you're going to say because uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Derek White and picks, that's on paper, Boston does that, right? Because mm. you're losing Jalen Brown, and uh, we just got Malcolm Brogdon in Boston. That makes uh, Derek White a little bit superfluous. Um, it, it makes sense. And then you're going all in for next season, the next two seasons, so you don't care about the picks. You know, you're not going to be adding. I, it makes sense on paper for. Um, but then, like these are all things we're talking about. This is not just a stat, a stat-driven league. These are people in the locker room, and you know that's where it comes down to um what what how does that how does that affect the locker room how does tatum take uh going from being the number one unquestioned leader to all right now kevin durant's in town you're gonna be the, you're gonna be robbing his batman so that's where the the real thing starts to come in i think and then when i heard marcus smart you know that's what they they fired back now i'm starting to think basketball wise it's one thing to give up jalen brown and say all right we're getting better with kevin durant and you know we, don't, we haven't lost anything besides jalen brown and then negligible another player now you're giving up two of your core guys. Is that really better? We just watched Kevin Durant get swept in the first round by this exact same team. As great as Kevin Durant is, I don't know. I don't know if is he worth Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. I think no, but I'm a biased fan. Well, I mean, and I think that's being honest about, you know, where your take on it is. I think, again, as you're alluding to, many fans, Celtics or otherwise, would probably say, yeah, you definitely do that first deal that they offered, but it's, it's not enough for Brooklyn, especially when you hear them throwing out ridiculousness for Cat and Anthony Edwards and picks or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, again, if those rumors are to believe, but then now you circle back and you realize Jalen Brown is still, you know, not even really in his prime yet, still kind of getting better every single year. Derek White, a more than um, competent role player um, who can ball handle, who can shoot it a little bit. Um, I mean, but just, again, it doesn't really hurt you too, too many ways and some picks. Yeah, you do that if you're Boston, but it is tough on the Brooklyn side because you don't ever feel like you can get the the requisite equity and trade value that Kevin Durant should ultimately command. So then you start to make some more ridiculous offers that would probably hinder the acquiring team. One of the interesting things that you touched on, I, I, I want to kind of bookmark it, if you will, is maybe the potential impact on Tatum. It's something I've been thinking about throughout the course of the day as well, too, and I want to circle back to it. But is there a package 
before we talk about that, is there a package outside of what was initially offered that you would think makes sense? So, so you wouldn't trade two starters, if you will, or at least not those two starters, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. Is there another way that you as a fan would be potentially comfortable? That makes sense. I mean, obviously, because hey, we'll give the Peyton Bridger for Kevin Durant. That's not going to happen. But I mean, like, what's a what's a fair deal in your assessment without ripping up the core too much? And there's not one. And that's where that's where the trouble comes when you're, you're dealing with a guy like Kevin Durant. He's such an elite player. We we all agree he's probably top five, top three, whatever you want to call him. You have to give up so much of your core salary wise and talent wise if that for what brooklyn's asking that are you really taking a step forward you know what i mean that's where it comes down to any team like all right minnesota trade why would minnesota trade all that for him now you got kevin durant and a bunch of guys you know what i mean that doesn't make any sense why would um like even phoenix you know everything starts with devin booker then what are you doing if you're trading booker and like i don't know i think they're asking for also like bridges and and picks yeah like so, so what are you really better when you're like you're you're taking away all your players like what what kind of team is that you know it's chris paul and kevin durant and 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 booker like that's good it's not golden state good so um that's that's there's no leverage kevin durant has no leverage gold uh the, the brooklyn nets have no leverage right now sure that contract's great a four-year contract with kevin durant but if you give up the farm to get him you're robbing Peter to play Paul and it doesn't make any sense. And I agree with you, James. We're talking with James Hollis, AKA Snotty Drippin on Twitter. Make sure you're giving him a follow, you know, one half of the great dunk tales on the 19 media group network. James, you know, as you're touching on that too, it does bring to light. I think some of the other issues that I've thought about when it comes to um, this locker room specifically. So again, you're admittedly a Jalen Brown, you know, fan, you, you appreciate his game. And I think we all think he's a great, high character individual on mm -hmm. and off the floor doing a lot of great things. You know, I think the Celtics have three or four people within the, the players association. You know what I mean? In terms of their um, executive board and things of that nature, it's like, it's a really, really interesting situation there in Boston. Um, but Jalen figured out a way, you know, the season started off as rough as we all know, as, as it did uh, Jalen, you know, averaged like roughly a point less, took a shot less, if you will, you know, the three point percentage dipped, but he played a more complimentary role, I think, to to Jason Tatum and really seemed to settle the locker room after December 31st and that, you know, resounding win against the Phoenix Suns and things. And he famously tweets out the energies about the shift and all of those other things. That aspect of it, because you said like, all right, if you can get it for the original package that Boston offered, but do you worry now that a trade doesn't happen and now that locker room is frayed? Brown looks at this team and says, hey, I made the sacrifice. We got to the finals. What more do I have to do? And do you feel like, hey, you know what? He'll remember this and put this in his back pocket. And two years from now, when his contract is up, like there's no chance of keeping it. Of course. Uh, we saw the Isaiah Thomas debacle, how it played out. You know, Boston, you know, we love them as, you know, as fans. But we got to admit, they sometimes the optics of how they treat their players isn't the greatest. Kemba got shipped off in, unceremoniously, which it was the right move. It still didn't look great. Um, yeah. IT, it's it. Everyone says the move made sense, but it sucks. We still talk about it to this day. So yes, I'm pretty sure Jalen knows all this. Um, he's like you said, he's a very smart guy. He's a very high character. Look, I think a lot of people forget he had what 36 in the in the loss in Game Six while Tatum was struggling. The the guy is heart. He's um, I think he's one of the young leaders on the team. Him and Marcus Smart. 
So absolutely, this is the kind of thing that, you know, it, it's a business. He understands that. And, you know, we're, they'll all say the right things. But I think he's up for an extension in like two years. Yeah. And uh, I saw, you know, one of the theories out there is that, you know, Stevens and, and company has already has the, have the feeling that he might not be willing to stay. He might be looking for, for pastors where he, he gets the reign somewhere. So. Um, so, yeah, man, it, it's one of those things that you wish that he was embraced and beloved. And but this is I think this is modern fandom. Right. A lot of people are just rings, rings, rings. You know, that they have minds like uh, like members like Goldfish. And so everything that, that Jalen Brown did this season, a lot of people are like, yeah, but there's an old family guy skit where, um, you know, Peter could either take a, a boat or get a mystery box. And, you know, everyone's like taking the boat. And Peter was like, I want the mystery box. And what? We want? The-? No, he goes, a boat's a boat, but the mystery box would be anything. It could even be a boat. That's what it's like with Jalen Brown. We got a young, a young stud on the wings. We all know that wings kind of move the league and control the league. We got two of them and Jake Tatum and Jalen Brown. They're young. The future is bright and it could go on for years, another half decade, decade to come. But you know, hey, Kevin Durant's here. We gotta get Kevin Durant. So it's tough. It is super tough, James. And I think one of the things that I look at when I think about Jalen's game is that it's, in my personal opinion, it's not as smooth as I think some others that produce at the level that he's even producing at. And I think the optics of how he gets his, gets, you know, makes his hay, so to speak, sometimes gets in the way. You know what I mean? And he, and he can be sloppy at times and things of that nature. And then you look at a guy like Kevin Durant, you know, 6'11", doesn't want to be called a seven-footer. You know what I mean? One of the all-time greats. And you feel like, hey, this is a new shiny thing. And even though he's not new, he's a, obviously he's an older and veteran player. Mm-hmm. Um, those things, I think, all play into, I think, Celtics fandom when it comes to Jalen. Um, but I, I agree. I think I've seen the fan base in the time this news has been out has been roughly split, um, especially because they are so young mm-hmm. and they were so close. And you can feel like we're so close, we're a Kevin Durant away, or do you try to take the easy money or do you do what's hard and really build and try to go back here and do it again and climb up that mountain? And I think, you know, for me, it's understanding that Durant also ha- comes with a lengthy injury <laughs> history and being 34 years old as well, too. And those are the reasons why I think you argue against a move like this, especially with that. But if I'm Jalen, I have to be wondering, sure, Brad Stevens was hired by Danny Ainge, but you would kind of hope like, all right, is it really like the same regime? Like, like you mean, like we don't, we don't, we don't value um, the loyalty here and we're trying to get ahead of situations too fast. And as you alluded to everything, everything they did was in essence, the right move, but those optics are are effing awful bro like they're awful and i live mm-hmm. in the miami area and i watch a heat team that continued to bring udonis hassan back just for mm-hmm. the sake of doing it you know what i mean and that is not what we see in boston on a regular basis which is you know i really really i think a big detriment to the overall optics of this franchise i want to now I, that, hold on real quick though this is the same miami team that just tossed Dwayne wade to the side when they had a chance so let's not let's let's not Let's not give them a little too much credit. This is the same team that says, sorry, Dwayne, we can't pay you, bro. Go find money somewhere else, and then yeah, we'll bring you back later on in a complimentary role if we get a chance. Let's not give them too much credit. I give, you, I, I, I definitely give you props on that as well, too. And I think even in that situation, like Wade allowed them to right their own wrong, and I don't necessarily know that, you know, with the Celtics, like they'll ever have those opportunities with players that have kind of come and gone. You know, the I guess the closest situation, and obviously Isaiah didn't do what Wade did for Miami, but in the same mold, you know what I mean? Isaiah has been talked and rumored about, hey, 
if you need a third string point guard, why not bring him back? And that's never again in some ways. Nope. Yeah. It should not happen. I think no. We'll talk about yeah. that some other time. Yep. <laughs> so let's let's tap back in on what you discussed, what you brought up a little bit earlier, and the potential impact on Jason Tatum. So one, the school of thought is like you don't make a request like this without talking to your superstar. So Tatum is Tatum that has to know that all right, well, before they make this offer to Brooklyn, that this is a potential, like you could lose your co-star. Do you believe that, number one, that, you know, Stevens and company went to went Tatum and said, hey, this might potentially be out here. And Tatum, in essence, now agrees to it and understands that Cameron Durant could come to town. And now Tatum, as you alluded to, has to play, you know, a kind of a, a Robin role or a 1B or whatever you want to call it to one of the greatest scores we've seen in our time. Yeah, I think that um, and this is obviously we're both just kind of uh, hypothesizing here. Sure. I think it's much more like they came to him and said this and his words were probably something like, hey, man, you guys are the front office. I'm, you know, blah, 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 I trust you guys where what you hope he would have said was like, well, no, that's my guy. You know, this is what we do here. But you never know. Right. It's a business. Um, and I, you got to imagine that t- again, Tatum, what, a year or two younger than Brown. Yeah. Um, coming into his own first team all NBA. I feel it'd be harder for him to uh, to accept it than he's still like feeling his oats. He's still trying to find himself as a player as high as he's already gone. That's really tough. I think I tweeted this and people thought it was crazy that it almost makes more sense to, to trade Tatum. And you could you give up less when you trade Tatum for Kevin Durant? Because uh, you have, you know, whatever you have to add for salary or whatever. But still, it's, le- it's less because he's Tatum. He's, 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 you know, renowned is better than Jalen Brown. And then Jalen Brown's already used to playing the number two. That's already kind of what he does. Yeah. So you slot him beside a guy like Kevin Durant, and you keep a lot more of your core together. So um, yeah, man, it's 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 a dirty game, but it's it's all part of the business because you, you we look at these guys, and I already feel that Jalen and Jason have kind of an uneasy truce already. Um, they, they don't they seem like they respect each other, you know, and they they say the right things a lot of times. I just don't really get that feeling. Like Brown and uh, I'm sorry, like Steph Curry and Draymond, they have like a real bond. Yeah. I don't get that feeling from Tatum and Brown. I don't know why. Um, this is all speculation. I have no inside information, so nobody out there yell at me. But um, yeah, man, it's just all around. I, I don't like it. It's, it sucks because we just came off of uh, a finals run. The Celtics came off a finals run, and we don't have that feeling of like, oh, and we improve the roster, and we're still. It feels very uneasy, and I don't like that. So. Yeah. No, I agree with that, too. Again, we're talking with James Hollis. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Snotty Drippin. You know, that part of it, too, again, it bleeds into the entirety of the optics of the Celtics franchise, how they treat the players, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I don't – it's funny. We've had similar thoughts because I know it's in a, there's not a world in which it happens, but Tatum for KD is probably an easier, <laughs> an easier swap. And, you know, probably still elevates you in a certain, certain level, but it shortens your overall window, which I think Boston is trying to have its cake and kind of probably eat it too. Um, and I, I don't know if that's going to work out, you know, for them in the long run. Um, one more thing, you know, before we, you know, before we kind of sign off here on this topic specifically, um, you said you're worried, but, and you talked about Curry and, and Draymond having their, their bond. Do you think a chip just just fixes that? If they're able to, like, let's say no KD trade happens, and again, we're hypo- hypothesizing as you mm-hmm. do, no KD trade happens, they make it back to the finals, they climb that mountaintop. 
does winning just make it better and make it easier? And then all the sins are kind of forgotten. Uh, it definitely it makes it better. I think so, right? Because they say well, winning cures all. And that's in, you know that's that's what they say. Uh, so it definitely makes things better. It validates both of them in a way. But I've always like we saw it took LeBron and Chris Bosh and Wade towards the end of their prime to kind of sacrifice to swallow their pride a little bit and say, all right, we need to, we need each other. It took Kevin Durant, uh, sorry, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and Paul Pierce, you know, end of their prime just finally swallow their pride. At a certain level, players are who they are, and because of their pride. So I, I almost feel like with with uh, Tatum and Brown, there's a certain they're young. They're both like young young Phillies trying to still kind of prove themselves. Want to book? Mm-hmm. They want to they want to be their best selves, and they can't be their individual best selves. They have to sacrifice something for the team. And I think it's hard for both of them a little bit. So it's a fascinating dynamic, man. But yeah, I think if they won, absolutely. Because once you win once, it's like all right, let's try to do it again. You know, we want to, we want, we want, we've proven we can do it. Now, now the proof is in the pudding. It is easier to say, okay, I'm a, I might give back a couple million because I want us to keep proving the roster. All right, we already won and we want to win too. So I, I'm, I'm willing to kind of subjugate my ego. I've shown I could do in the big stage. I'm getting respect I need now. So I, yes, I, I, I said all that just to say I, I honestly believe that if they somehow could put it together and win, we look back at all this as you know, steel sharpening steel, and they've made it, and now. There, 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 there'll be legends in Boston. Yeah, yeah, you know the Celtics again. They definitely hold up their their heroes and their champions. Last one before I let you get out of here, James. You know, it's it's one of the things that I I ponder on all the time because and, and your point about two young bulls kind of going at it. Brown has decided that he would acquiesce and let Tatum. I don't mm. say let, but whatever. Tatum has kind of captured the role as a lead guy. Do you feel Brown could be the lead guy on a team? So whether that's Boston or otherwise. You know, if he goes to Brooklyn in this KD guy, he becomes like their leading scorer. Well, I guess until they figure out the Kyrie situation, obviously, as well. But do you see Brown as somebody who can lead a team into the playoffs and maybe even the championship? Uh, Look no further than where you live, where you reside, Miami. Jimmy Butler is a very, very good player who at times operates on a superstar level, right? At, At his very peak, there's not very many like him. He doesn't reach that peak all the time, and there's times when he looks very he looks ordinary. But Butler give you 16 and and eight and seven with four turnovers in a big game. He'll do it, and he, it's accepted because he's Jimmy Butler. He's not LeBron. I think that maybe Jalen Brown at his peak can be that kind of player because we've seen him go nuclear. He can give you 50. He can go nuts. Um, I think with the with a really solid defense around him and a playmaking uh, point guard and and all the accoutrements, he can do a very good Jimmy Butler facsimile. Um, he will absolutely have to work on his consistency because he is, you know, we've seen he can be kind of consistent. He needs a he needs to trim some the fat off his game. He has a lot of like a little, little too much dipsy do sometimes. But oh, absolutely, man, he has all the tools to be a, a leading man on a team that can, you know, make it make runs in the playoffs. Well, I I think your assessment of Jalen is you know spot on for sure, and definitely want to thank you for your time here on Believe in Celtics and. Our conversation here surrounding the potential trade of Jalen Brown to the Brooklyn Nets, um, neither one of us think it's actually imminent or even real realistic, but the Celtics kicking the tires on this. And I very much think Brooklyn is um, trying to raise their trade value. And, I, and I've thought from the very beginning that Toronto is probably their best trade partner in terms of assets and even draft equity that they may be looking for. What's the um, Toronto deal? Um, it's basically centered around Ananobi. They're trying to get Barnes. 
Um, but it's sending like they're trying to give them Ananobi and you know, whatever else, you know, what I mean, all the picks in the world, so forth and so forth. But Toronto is not trying to get rid of Barnes in any deal for, for KD at this time. Um, because they know OG's OG's unhappy, so they just want to get rid of the headache. <laughs> but um, in any event, uh, we'll see where Brooklyn lands. I wouldn't be surprised to see both KD and Kyrie on their rosters, you know, coming the beginning of the season just because it's too it's too hard to move those guys. Steep price, the steep price. Yes, sir. James, tell the people where they can find you, brother, and, you know, kind of what you have coming up next. Um, Yeah, I, mean, I need to talk to my homie JP. Uh, I'm half of the Dunk Tales pod. You can find us on all uh, podcast streaming platforms. We've taken a couple weeks hiatus right now just because it's the dog days of summer. And we're both just doing stuff. But, we you know, we love having fun and talking basketball. Uh, on Twitter, at Snotty Dripping, uh, homage to the great Scotty Pippen, who was my favorite player growing up, even though he's a weirdo now. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's about it, man. That's that's it. Just we, we love basketball, man. We were we were representing for Dunk Tales and 19 Media down in uh at Vegas, you know. Beautiful. Kick, kicking it with Matt Barnes and them, you know what I'm saying? See? Great and, great and, King Josiah, you know. What up? What up? See, and you and you're saying, you know what I mean, that you're not, you know, you're not a celeb out here in these streets out here with, you know, rubbing elbows with no, the, they, the NBA they, they thought I was security, bro. They nobody had, they didn't know who I was. Nobody knew who I was. They thought I was working as a bouncer. They kept trying to pass me their drinks to sit down for them. So, oh, they wow, they wow, they wow. <laughs> well, believe me when I tell you, Dunk Tales is on the rise. James, despite his humbleness, is still on the rise, and I think has arrived in a lot of ways as well. Too, I want to thank him for joining us here on the Geno segment of Believe in Celtics, and uh, we'll catch you on the next side of the break. And that's going to do it for me here on my debut episode of Believe in Celtics, sponsored by Bet Online. Shouts again to my great co-host for the day, James Hollis. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Snotty Drippin. Make sure you're following the Dunk Tales podcast. Great, great content with his other co-host, JP. I uh, love what they're doing over there, too. You will definitely be entertained. Uh, but again, man, here, Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant conversation. Lots to continue to watch out here on these NBA Twitter streets. Make sure you're staying tuned to Believe in Celtics. We'll have any news that breaks and keeping things Boston Celtics as they search for Banner 18. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.